0: Hello and welcome to day 16 of the 21 Day Pelvic Health Challenge. It seemed absolutely bananas to me that we are in day 16, which means the days are really trickling down and there's not too many left. So I hope you enjoy the ones that are here. And today what we're chatting about is what we call alignment or posture. And believe it or not, we're going to chat a little bit about high heels as well and how these all relate to your pelvic health. When we're talking about alignment, I want you, you can think of it for today's purposes as essentially synonymous with posture. And though that's not entirely true, there's nuances between the two. Um, For today's purposes, again, that's kind of what we're going to focus on in just of like where your body is located in relation to the rest of it. And as corny as what I'm about to say sounds, and I know it sounds so corny, The absolute truth is what we say, which is the next posture is the best posture, because when it comes to posture, being in any one posture or any one position for any length of time is just straight up not ideal. It's not how our body was meant to move because it's not moving. Right. And so movement, switching postures, sitting cross-legged, sitting properly as you think in a chair, standing one way, standing this way, just moving throughout the day into all of these different positions. That is actually what's ideal and doing so as frequently as you can. Because again, if we stand, sit, whatever in a certain position for any like long length of time, then that's when we start to see kind of issues and dysfunction and, and adaptations that happen. And believe it or not, you may or may not know this, but there actually is not much in ways of correlation or research or evidence between posture and pain, which means if you have really crappy posture, right? Really rounded shoulders, your neck's all forward, not ideal. The truth is we cannot say that there's causation, that that, that posture is causing your pain, but what we do know is that some of these extended postures, especially certain ones that really put stress and strain on certain parts of our body, they can, again, put some undue stress and strain on certain parts of our body. And we know that. And so I'm not going to get into super specifics of what your exact posture should be or ideal posture should be, because, again, there isn't and everybody's different. Uh, we're not all the same. Everybody's links like limb lengths are different. There's so many factors. And again, I want you guys to move throughout the day in various postures. So I'm not going to like say this and then this, and then this is what it should be because you're never really going to see me as a, uh, the type of physio that's going to over cue or over correct posture. But that said, there's definitely certain things I highlight and certain things when it comes to alignment. And when it comes to posture that you do want to be mindful of, because it is going to affect how your body feels, moves, and how your pelvic floor can function. And before I get into exactly what that should look like or not exactly, but like I said, those, those highlighted kind of things that I like to focus on, I want to talk a little bit about some common postures that women do adopt that can be problematic and cause issues with their pelvic health, abdominals, glutes, that kind of thing. So the first is really common, especially, well, I find this common for all women, but especially for moms. And this is called hanging on your hip. And so what hanging on your hip is, is when you're standing and you put all your weight on one side, you shift to one side, and then the other leg is just kind of out there. We often do this when we're holding on to something like a toddler on our hip. And what happens when you're hanging on your hip is essentially you're resting on the joints and ligaments there. You're not using muscular muscular control or stabilizer muscles to support. So you're resting on the structures, the joints and the ligaments. And that's really hard on those joints and ligaments. And again, because the muscles are shut off, obviously they're not shut off, but they're not kind of working as they should, then that can lead to some weakening in those muscles. So hanging on the hip. The other reason that's not a great posture or alignment to adopt is because most of the time people do this only on one side. So they always hang a hip on one side, never on the other. So be cautious and mindful of that. Am I saying you can never do this? Of course not, right? Just like I said earlier, the next posture is the best posture. Of course, there's going to be times in your day when you kind of adopt that posture, but you don't want to stay there for any length of time. Similarly to hanging on a hip, we can do the same on our back or resting on our back. And so what that tends to look at, say you're washing dishes at the sink. And so, resting on your back would be jetting your abdomen forward and resting on your lower back. And so, this is very similar when I was talking about hanging on your hip, where you're resting on your joints and ligaments. Same's happening here, just at the back. And again, jetting your belly forward. So again, if you're doing the dishes, that would look like maybe your belly's resting up against the, sorry for the dog barking. She's a little bit in the witching hour right now. That would might look like your belly resting up against the counter. And then again, otherwise resting on your back. I think I started with that first sorry for the I think there was some quiet well not quiet because I had a dog barking I just paused that because my again eight-month-old puppy is going a little bit through the witching hour so she's a little crazy and doesn't like that I am not spending time paying attention to her anyway back to the alignment and posture talks we try to hang on the hip resting on your back and then another common one would be tucking your butt or your tailbone under All of these can put some undue stress and strain on some of our muscles, including the pelvic floor. So what are the big things I'm looking for? Well, if you're talking about the textbook definition of alignment and I don't necessarily think that everyone needs to look like this textbook definition, but you would follow what's called a plumb line. So if you're looking at someone or looking at yourself from the side Your earlobe would go right in the middle of your shoulder, which would go right in the middle of your hip, which would go right in the middle of your knee and then your ankle, okay? So it would be that perfect line. The big thing I pay attention to and the big thing that I do correct and cue and chat about when it comes to women's health is that the ribs are stacked over the hips. So if you're standing, your ribs should be on top of your hips, not behind if you're kind of hanging on that back or not forward. So though that's one of the biggest things. And then another thing I like is that your knees aren't hyperextended. Because again, when you're, not again, you, I haven't had this talk yet, but when your knees are hyperextended, we tend to hold our back in a poor position and our ribs over, not over our hips. So those are the big cues I tend to pay attention to. A third sometimes I'll throw in the mix. Is that you should be easily, when you're standing, you should be easily able to lift your toes up. These are the three that I pay attention to the most. I find them the most effective to concentrate on, but not overwhelming like that quote unquote perfect posture that some people will tout and talk about. So... Why are we talking about alignment? Why are we talking about posture when we are chatting about the pelvic floor? The truth is alignment has a critical role to the function of these muscles. And studies have actually shown that there is an improved activation at rest of the pelvic floor muscles when postural alignment was more towards the neutral. So the rib over the pelvis as that posture or alignment shifted outside of that, the resting activation or the ability to activate those muscles was not as good. Why does this happen is basically bringing a lot of what we chat about already full circle because having the ribs over the pelvis optimizes our diaphragm and pelvic floor can function. So it's promoting that piston breath that we chatted about. It balances the intra-abdominal pressure, which ensures your back and pelvic stability without putting undue pressure on your pelvic floor. More on that. Repeated and frequent poor alignment or chronic poor alignment can actually cause chronic tension or weakness in the pelvic floor muscles. And the tension could be because the pelvic floor is actually holding on for compensation for postural support. So it's trying to provide the stability that the alignment really and truly should do, or honestly, it's kind of a chicken or the egg thing. Maybe chronically poor alignment creates tension in the pelvic floor, maybe tension, like who knows what comes first, but, This is why we do need to consider alignment and posture when we're chatting about the pelvic floor, our muscles, they need, or in order for them to work optimally, the alignment really is important. And if we don't have good alignment or at least basically good, kind of those three points I talked about, our muscles just straight up have to work a little bit harder and that's fine. But over time, if this is always the case, or if we're always doing it a certain way, this can really, really, I don't wanna use the word wreck havoc because that's a little aggressive, (laughs) but it can really, really put undue stress, strain or tension on those poor muscles. And in terms of alignment, this is why I was mentioning, we're gonna chat about high heels. The reason is high heels will very dramatically change your alignment. By having your foot in a high heel, it's going to do what's called plantar flex your foot. Okay. So your foot, your toes are going to be lower than your ankles or towards that that direction. So it's going to plantar flex your foot and your knee isn't going to straighten the same way it does while you're walking because when you walk, the heel is going to touch down, your foot is going to be planted flexed, and so your knee can't get that same extension. It also changes how your pelvis sits. Again, just because of that change in ankle position. And the reason I'm bringing up what it looks like when we are wearing high heels is because studies have actually looked at the effect of certain ankle positions on both the resting contraction of the pelvic floor muscles and the maximal contraction of these muscles in other words they wanted to see was there a difference in our activity of the pelvic floor muscles when someone was in neutral think barefoot flat foot plantar effects think high heels or what's called dorsiflexion which is think um like toes up on a plank where your heels are on the ground heels are on the ground and what they found was there was significantly more muscle activity in the pelvic floor at rest in a good way, right? Um, when the ankle was neutral or dorsiflexed as compared to plantar flexed, which means your muscles, your pelvic floor muscles have a better ability to work and to support your bladder, keep you continent, um, kind of function. Like they're supposed to when you're wearing flats versus high heels. And again, that's because high heels significantly change your biomechanics and the way you walk. So the authors of this particular study also determined that women had a maximal pelvic contraction. So like a Kegel that was much stronger when they were in that neutral or like position versus the high heels. And so this is important, you guys. And this relates directly to alignment, directly to posture and directly to our pelvic health. Because what it tells us is that wearing high heels regularly could exacerbate the experience exacerbate any current symptoms or actually potentially create some more symptoms if you regularly wear them. And kind of the reverse of that or, or the next step of that is you could actually improve your symptoms by opting for a flatter shoe. Now, I am not saying you can never wear high heels. I wear the odd high heel. I enjoy it. I like it but I'm not wearing it every day, all day. And so really and truly, we're talking about time here. The odd time, the odd day, couple like on your weekend, not going to make a massive difference. But if we are always, always, always wearing them, always, always, always in these positions, that's when we're going to start to see issues. And if you are someone that deals with a lot of pelvic health issues, incontinence, prolapse, whatever, tension, whatever it may be, then maybe that does mean you kind of skip those high heels, even on that Friday night, because maybe for you, that one night, that change in alignment will exacerbate your symptoms. Sometimes you kind of have to do a little end of one study and, and check it out for yourself so that you know whether or not it's worth it. Risk reward. I say that for all sorts of things, risk reward. So is it worth the risk? What you're going to get right is, is wearing high heels worth the risk. But I know I kind of went a little bit on a tangent there, but like I said, I am going to repeat this just because of the risk reward thing, but I feel like the odd time really and truly is not going to make a difference. It's for people who wear it all of the time. So that's high heels, that's alignment, and that's how it relates to your pelvic floor. What I want you guys to do for the challenge today is I want you to be mindful of your posture and essentially I don't want you to get stuck into any particular posture I don't want you to have to um like overanalyze what you look like oh my god my shoulders are here I don't want any of that ideal world you guys are switching up your posture frequently so challenge one or challenge let's say like advanced level challenge you are frequently throughout the day going into that next posture so you're not adopting one all day Um, Let's say the medium version of this challenge, I'm literally making this up on the spot, not the challenge pieces, but kind of the levels of it. Let's call medium um, kind of level of this challenge paying attention to if you're locking out any place on your body when you're standing or sitting. So in standing, again, that would be locking out your knees, locking out your back or locking out your hip. So resting on that hip. So paying attention to if you do this and trying to actively not. So having that micro micro bend in your knee and not hanging on your back or your hip. Those are the two main levels I'm going to issue today in terms of the challenge. I guess if I have a high medium advanced medium, I should have kind of an easy one. And so in terms of easy one, just pay attention. Just kind of bring awareness because awareness is the first step that we need to kind of address anything, whether or not it needs to be addressed. So those are your challenges for today. Tomorrow is day 17. We're coming at near the end here and I'm looking forward to chatting then.